Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Triluminati podcast. Uh, we are actually starting things off a little bit differently today. We have a caller on the line. Um, he's a rapper. He just came out with an album called Seventeen, and apparently he's a huge fan of the podcast. Um, his name is XXX Tentation. I hope I I hope I got that right. I but yeah, thanks for thanks for calling in, man. I have to ask why why did you want to come on the podcast? Value acceptance and loyalty. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, we we think you're pretty pretty neat too, man. Um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about your new album, Seventeen, that just came out? By listening to this album, you are literally, and I cannot stress this enough, literally entering my mind. And if you are not willing to accept my emotion. And hear my words fully. Do not listen. Wow, it sounds like we're uh, we're in for a real a real treat, man. Um, is there anything else? Maybe something you want to tell your fans? Something that they don't you know know about you? Uh, I am a murderer. Okay, man. Um, anything else you want to say to your fans before you go? I will kill all of you fuckers. Fear will be plentiful. Death will be bountiful. I will spend none of you peasants. Jesus. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I love you. Thank you for listening. You're getting to be a big boy. Everybody, <laughs> this is PBS, and this is uh, motherfucking Caillou coming to you live. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're just gonna have a whole Caillou dedicated episode where we just talk about every. We're gonna analyze every episode of Caillou, and then we're just gonna recite it back to you guys. This is basically what's happening in it. Uh, we were actually we were listening to the Caillou trap remix, which is that's my new favorite hobby, by the way, is just to listen to trap remixes of children yeah, we're shows. We're like uh, we're like totally unraveling. As, as human beings yeah. and we my life is essentially just one long acid trip and i'm just like everything's just beyond like this morning my girlfriend handed me her phone and was just like and i or i picked up the phone that we were playing music on and i was like hey can i play this song real quick and she was like sure i was driving her to work <laughs> and i put on the caillou trap remix she just looked she's at me. like looking at you like you like this right you like this is good you like this right it's good <laughs> It's motherfucking Caillou, it's bitch. The, it's yeah, dude. Caillou's the goat. And we were we were listening to the theme song, and where he says, "I'm just a kid who's like, does Kai, Caillou have some deep social messages <laughs> yeah. to it?" I know. He's like, yeah, we were like talking. You I'm know, just a kid who's Kai, poor. Caillou is uh, yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I looked a... it up on Genius, by the way. It's I'm just a kid. They first off, they have the lyrics to Caillou, the theme song it's... on Genius.com. <laughs> oh, I think but the traffic remix, but I'm like, it's the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah no, uh, no, it's the but they have the actual oh that's lyrics to the Caillou song. I mean, they could on... fucking hard though. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like no one analyzed the lyrics. But they had the lyrics on there, and it's, I'm just a kid who's four. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's a, oh, it's four. Well, I thought it was poor, oh, dude, because well, it sounds like poor uh, on the theme song. Well, poor is better. Yeah, I know, but, but like, yeah. some songs, like, you, Genius should just let it fucking be, and like, all right, we don't need to know the lyrics. It sounds like he said, I'm just a kid he's who's a, poor. He's just a four-year-old rising from the gutter and spreading socialism yeah, nationwide. Exactly, dude. <laughs> he was the first, he had, like, political messages, and he was, he was a trap rapper in his day, Kyle. 
Caillou was a fucking he yeah was a rap banger, game Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. He uh, he's a huge fan. He was very well read on Lenin and Marx. <laughs> he loves and, Lenin. Yeah, he's anti-imperialism. He yeah. actually he doesn't believe in, in he doesn't believe in, in, in the free market or the free market or anything. Yeah, I mean Caillou's a real bad. He has dude. a yeah he has a secret shrine of Joseph Stalin in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole episode where his mom Caillou. is just on the phone with child protective services like i don't think i'm fit to, i don't think i'm fit to uh take care of this future dictator i've raised a communist and yeah. he happens to look like anthony fantano yeah he does though yeah, he's like, it's actually it's like it's like actually just fantano's childhood <laughs> fantano's like the ghostwriter of Caillou. it's true yeah anthony fantano the needle drop that wouldn't be Caillou. like that wouldn't be like something you would i would be shocked that he did though considering like his regular youtube channel videos like how weird they are yeah and how just off i as we talk in our third minute about the caillou theme song and caillou and analyzing yeah, yeah I, at some point we will talk about hip-hop but i'm kind of just obsessed with this whole <laughs> this whole genre of child yeah. children we're, we're, which, like, we're like we had a good first episode we could fucking talk about caillou for five minutes right <laughs> 10 minutes yeah that's good yeah and then uh it's actually kind of fitting considering that like Lil Yachty now makes what sounds like children's music <laughs> Lil P yes yeah he, pretty much like it's all of his music has this this very almost like it's like a lullaby and like he a, has like a kermit the frog voice which is so fitting for yeah the, for the you know instrumentation that he's chosen yeah like, hip-hop has just comes hip-hop's come so far that we've gotten to the point where they're now making popular hip-hop for two-year-olds right like well minnesota like literally sounds like, like, a, it's, like a nursery it's like rhyme. barney on ketamine yeah. <laughs> he's like it's so great because like he's doing this like high-pitched voice but he's not comfortable doing it so it sounds like he's like, he really sounds like a little kid like Minnesota. you know what's really funny about Lil Yachty is that the he's on the episode of noisy where you watch it and they they talk about like uh like Yachty's rise to fame right, and how like yeah, the yeah. guy who manages Migos actually discovered him I didn't know that. He, yeah the guy who just, <laughs> yeah sick, the guy who manages Migos is like kind of brought him that's kind of how most rappers get on. That's how, like, it's right. really funny enough, like, uh, Big Crit, uh, Joey Badass, Smoke Dizza, they all have, like, the same manager. And how Joey Badass got <laughs> discovered was Big Crit and Smoke Dizza were his two artists that he had signed that he had found on the internet. And then he was just watching a World Star Hip Hop video, and Joey Badass made it to the homepage, and he was, like, spitting over an old school beat. Oh, no shit, really? And it, yeah, and a guy had, like, five million oh, views. Sick. And he was like, yeah, and he just hit him up, and like that's how he got signed. But a little, little tid, little uh, tidbit there. Yeah, a little tidbit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how Joey Badass got signed. But Lil Yachty, kind of in the same realm, got big on SoundCloud, like these right. new SoundCloud yeah, I knew that. rappers, that's... which is like a new genre of rap. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, it's it's such a like it's it's made fun of like on Twitter, for instance, like SoundCloud rap is like a genre of comedy almost. It's like, almost like a derogatory term. Right. Yeah. It's like fuck you, you fucking yeah. Like it's like fuck these guys, but. Like, that's where they're getting popular, like, for the most part. I mean, yeah. like, they're putting – SoundCloud is the easiest place to put music. As someone that's, like, made music like SoundCloud, it's like, all right, just make a page and then just throw music on there. It's yeah, like, that's why we put our podcast on there too. Right, exactly. What I'm trying to say is we're we just love as SoundCloud. talented as Lil Yachty and <laughs> yeah. XXXTentacion and Lil Uzi Vert there. We're pretty much all in the same crowd as them. But, right. no, yeah, the – um. 
Lil Yachty, I remember watching the episode of, of Noisy where his mom is talking to the, the people from Noisy and he's and she, his real name is Miles and she's like, Miles like kept telling me like, yeah, no, they're like, I'm big mom. And like, she probably heard his music and was like, there's no fucking way that anyone likes this. Imagine being like a 40 year old woman and hearing Lil Yachty and being like, yeah, okay, right, Miles. So she's I'm like, sh- you know, you would assume she's probably like in her 40s. So like she would have like grown up like listening to like Nas or like you know that genre of hip hop or even or a completely different genre of music right or not just even hip hop but like the hip hop she would have known growing up is not don't just assume because Lil Yachty's mom is black that she listens to this is actually problematic no I'm kidding no yeah I mean like it's like a different world it it literally it I, I feel like Lil Yachty is the first rapper that has ever made me feel old as a hip hop yeah, fan. Yeah, and it's funny because guys like, I mean, we're older than, you know, Joey Badass. We're even older than, like, a chance, but, like, yeah. Yachty is just fucking young, dude. <laughs> he's, he's, like, <laughs> like you said, he's from, like, the Snapchat. The yeah, Snapchat he's generation. exactly. Like, these guys are, like, yeah, they have, like, they all have Snapchats and, like, they have Instagram stories, like, before yeah. they got famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they've all had, they've all had the multiple memes about them oh, already. And yeah. they, they use that to, like, build their brand. And it, to an extent, I mean, we talked about it, it, it makes them, like as entertainers, like incredibly interesting people because they're so good at using social media right. to their advantage. And like, you know, because yeah. they don't remember what it's like before the internet. No. This is the first generation of rappers that doesn't remember pre internet. This is like how this isn't just how they communicate with their, their audience, this is how they communicate with their people in their everyday lives. So it's like it's so natural for them to exist in those platforms. Yeah. And it, it, it they're so good at it, and really, they're not so good at it. They're just as good as any other fucking eighteen. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They're they're just your sister like, or your brother is probably just as good. And yeah, my sister. Like, they're just yeah. like that subgenre of millennial that is like, like lives in those you know platforms. And exactly. Like they're it makes them really interesting because like it does make them interesting. And it's funny you say that because I remember you were like, I've never liked Yachty's music. He's just one that I can't really get into, but you're like, I love watching interviews with him and I love watching uh, like him on like a Sprite commercial or, and then like, it almost, or whatever he's doing. Here's something that's interesting. And like, I know this because I have a brother who's, uh, who's 18. Uh-huh. And so like, he'll put on music like with his friends. They don't listen to like, they do listen to music they like, but like half the music they listen to is cause they think it's funny yeah. or like they, th- they're like, they think Yachty's terrible and it's hilarious to listen to. So it's almost like a joke to them, which is like, how could you think music's a joke? You piece of shit. That's how I feel like when I heard Yachty, I was personally offended like, right. because it's like, you need to take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, Whereas like... in college, I was definitely like playing like I'm Miley Cyrus by Lil B. I know. And we're, like, we're exactly. That's that's such a good point. We all thought Lil B was like fucking hilarious when yeah. we were younger, and we like would play him as a joke. And now we're mad at people for listening <laughs> to essentially the same fucking thing. The only know? difference is it's just become more commercialized. Oh yeah, with, with more structure. Lil B was such a and, he was such a niche, and he was so. Yeah, like he he was just like he was don't had you, a cult Don't you offend the base god, dude. Yeah, right. I'm gonna be cursed now. For, <laughs> I'm not gonna be good at basketball for two years. Our <laughs> you know? podcast, is James, never Har- get James off Harden, the you've been freed. <laughs> um, he's coming after me now. You're free now, genie. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But yeah, so it actually is interesting. We were talking about it the <laughs> other day, and Lil B actually has had such a huge influence over this generation of 
like rappers. It's funny. I really think that he has as big an influence as as any MC, and just in terms of the way he raps and like. You know, you can like point at other people that are like influential, but like just like the way he marketed himself yeah. and like how he didn't take it seriously but at had all. fun. Yeah. It was so positive. You look at a guy like Lil Yachty and he's like beaming with positivity. And yep. it's like it's kind of nice to see. You know? Yeah, exactly. Someone that age is just having fun and they're fucking rich. And like, why would you not be having fun? Don't... Well, uh, Joe Budden said you can never have fun as a rapper. No, he, remember he got mad at Lil Yachty because Lil, Lil Yachty was like, hold on. I went from being in college and never getting girls, never having money, exactly, to, to being a millionaire and getting pussy all the time. And yeah, then jo- Joe Budden's like, you can't. Joe no, Budden's like, you're in the music world. industry. You, you can't be happy. You don't have a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just trying to bring down your anyone wife. Linda hasn't left you yet. <laughs> you know, it's just like. <laughs> and it made him look like such a fucking idiot. Like, in the, like, he's just having fun. And, like, this guy, this older guy who's, like, you know, he's a uh, – don't get me wrong. Button can fucking rap. Like, he's yeah. a really good rapper. But, like, he's such a curmudgeon. He's just like, no, that's not how it works. Ebro <laughs> was like that too. Ebro from Hot 97. I don't know if you ever listened to the oh, – when he was like yeah. – When he had Yachty on. Yeah. And, like, he, like he's had Yachty on. And he's had, he's had a lot of these guys from the younger generation. And, like, he'll, like – he'll, like – pretty much like yell at them like he's their dad if they don't like <laughs> rap over like some like fucking 90s boom bat beat <laughs> like, little uzi vert like he got he 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 didn't get mad but he actually had a he was talking to um he was talking to little uzi vert and they were talking about their your favorite kanye albums and he was talking about a really good sign and i actually tend to agree with this even though i think ebro's kind of a dickhead who he yeah he, ebro, I mean, thinks that's like, ebro thinks it's really cool that's to like his act though but he's... like he thinks it's really here's here's the difference for me with ebro and a lot of other hip-hop djs like guys that i respect like sway right is that like even if Sway doesn't know who a musician is, mm-hmm. he's going to read up on the person and he's going to – Oh, dude, yeah. You, all right. Here's a crazy story about Sway. So I kind of like loosely know Sway. He like – I've met him a few times because he used to – Close personal the, fr- uh, friend of the podcast, Sway. Yeah, he's a blood relative of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but Sway came into uh, to the place that I used to work, Caroline's in New York. Right, And right. he used to throw like two or three times a year he would do a live show there. And there was this, this, um, this guy who worked at the – the bar next door and sway was in there reading a book and he was reading uh sid when well, not sid vicious sid vicious has been dead since <laughs> yeah. the fucking 80s he, i'm yeah, sorry he had his uh yeah he had his leather jacket on and he had his mohawk and <laughs> he had a knife he in was his ripping he had just come from vicious. murdering nancy um but anyway <laughs> so no, punk rock. he uh <laughs> he was reading johnny rotten's autobiography and this right. guy was like a huge fan of johnny rotten so he started talking to him about it and he was like yeah I'm like a I have a hip hop show on um Sirius, but Johnny Rotten's coming on the show mm-hmm. tomorrow and I'm gonna interview him and we're gonna talk about his book, so I'm reading his book right now. That's how he read Johnny Rotten's whole book. That's to show, awesome. He actually ended up having the guy on the show that loved Johnny uh, no uh, shit, really. Rotten, and he came in and asked him a question. That's how cool of a guy's well, way he... is. But I, I, I digress. Let me just get back to my original point because right. <laughs> I have ADD, so I'm fucking like on another level because I just yeah, drank we some also, coffee. We're also slamming coffee right yeah, now. Yeah, sl- dude, we're so fucking dude. lit <laughs> off coffee, bro. <laughs> slamming coffee, blasting sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so like Ebro does this thing where like he thinks – that he's like like a 
not like above them, but like he's just too cool to care about like whoever this new rapper is. Like he had Isaiah yeah, Rashad on, who's like one of our favorite rappers, he and was like fucking incredible. Who's incredible, <laughs> and like he was talking to him and was like, so I don't know if you remember, but like in the end of 2013, right when TDE had signed him before Sylvia demo came right. out, he went onto the BET Awards cipher and he yeah. freestyled with TDE and like so so right and y- y- that was like such a like you could tell he was freestyling when he actually did oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. people ripped him for it, yeah. which was, like, ridiculous. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, uh, Ebro was... He was talking about, to Isaiah Rashad when uh, Sun's tirade came out last year. Right. And he was like, so, yeah, you, like, uh, you were on uh, the BET Awards and, like, you did your freestyle and then, like, you just, like, disappeared and, like, we haven't heard from you since. And I'm like, first off, the album came out after that. He's had yeah. plenty of features since then. It's been well documented that he had a drug addiction and yeah, was yeah. out of the spotlight for a while. Like, do a quick fucking Google search. And you, you know what's fucking dickhead. crazy about that is like, he's not like an unknown. It's no. so easy to he's just been ask. Around. Just ask like Peter Rosenberg Hotel. Yeah, you Peter, know what I mean? like, who's on your fucking program <laughs> he with sits you next to you. This you is fucking I mean? like seriously like deed fucking hip hop media has gotten so fucking lazy it's, it's nowadays. Fucking, it's media hazing essentially. Yeah. It's good. Oh, you haven't earned your you stripes, which it. goes back to the old school hip hop, like Joe Budden thing. You yeah. haven't earned your stripes. You can't be happy yet. And it's like, this is extreme, but like, I appreciate a guy like Nardwar, like, you know, like when we Who's were growing goofy up, and... he just like, he does so much fucking research on yeah. each individual. Sway like, too. Sway, the Sway right, does. And Sway does yeah. too. And it's like, that's cool. That's real journalism, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, these guys are like fucking, they call themselves personalities, but they don't, that's pretty much all they are is they're just, they're like, Ebro's a curmudgeon, Joe Budden's a curmudgeon, fucking yeah. Charlemagne's, Charlemagne, Charlemagne's at least funny. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Like, he's and that's part head. of his bit, though. Yeah, like, yeah. With, with Ebro, you really feel like that's actually him. That's actually an extension of his personality. I've heard Charlemagne on podcasts. He's like a funny, interesting, like open-minded yeah, guy. Definitely. And uh, the one thing that I thought was interesting, this is how off-topic, for four minutes we've been talking about something entirely different. But um, uh, in the Lil Uzi Vert uh, interview, so I watched like a ton of hip-hop interviews, mm-hmm. and the Lil Uzi Vert one that he had Lil Uzi Vert on last year, he talked to him about uh, Kanye. Right, And he right. said, this is the separation between the new generation. So I guess we would fall kind of technically into the new generation of hip-hop sure, more I mean, so than the older generation. Yeah, sure. Because he asked him his favorite Kanye album. And what do you think he said? You're actually – you might actually be surprised by this. Jesus. He said 808 and Heartbreaks. Okay. And he said that album changed my life. Yeah, but that makes sense. It like, makes sense because it started this new trend in rap to bring, bring the 808s back, fucking create this moody fucking – like, and especially you could see it in yeah. a guy like, like XXXTentacion. I mean everybody. Like, everyone from Drake to like it's, – it's, Kanye's had a huge influence. Kanye and Cuddy started that. so influential. Uh, it's incredibly influential. And Ebro says that's what separates the old kids – or the new kids from the old heads. Yeah, because they all the say old college heads dropout. Love the first three albums, they love fucking everything. Pretty much college dropout, late which registration, is, graduation. You know what's is, infuriating about that? Graduation is really good, mind you. Every Kanye album is good. Yeah. It's, I mean, at least in my opinion, and in the opinion of many too. others, it's not one of his best projects. But just because it's one of the first three, a lot of old heads would be like, nah, like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy isn't as good as graduation just to be that guy. Right. Just to be like a contrarian almost and be like, yeah, they don't like time flying by them. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a problem with, you know, I, I feel the same way, like to a lesser extent with guys like Yachty, like, 
younger kids like my brother and like people that age in high school get it. I don't really get it. I think it's funny. It's like carefree. Right, but it's just I mean it's it's something that it doesn't really connect Indeed, with you, me yeah. the same way. Yeah. Uh, as someone that like you know has a sense of humor, I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like from an art form, I'm like, nah, I mean it's it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We're total hypocrites. We're like, Ebro's a dickhead for not liking this anyway. Yada right. has no artistic value. Um, uh he should kill himself. No. Um but the 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 whole the whole thing with this new you said something really interesting the other day was um uh, we were talking about mumble and yeah rappers. mumble mumble rapper like not every yeah not every um mumble rapper is a yeah or no not every yeah rapper is a mumble rapper but every mumble rapper is a yeah rapper. rapper right what I mean by that is a guy like Twenty One Savage is very mumbly and like yeah. he doesn't have any energy but he I mean he still uses that yeah yeah. Yeah. You know, ad lib like they all do that, but like a guy like Yachty, right? He's he's not a mumble rapper. Like he, there is something in his voice. Like it, there's character in it at least. Yeah, there's you know there's character, and you know you have guys like Lil Uzi Vert. They all say yeah, but it doesn't mean that they're you know like yeah yeah yeah. But yeah. they're not like just yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, more of an ad lib. Well, it's it's funny to me because I feel like if you only listen to '90s hip hop. And 90s, early 2000s hip-hop. So there's this specific type of old head. Like, if you listen to 80s hip-hop, you were, like, off the bandwagon by, like, 96. You probably heard Outkast, and you were like, okay, nope. I'm done with hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> this is too creative. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly. This is not some guy there, rapping about having bumblegum the, stuck on his yeah, shoe. There, so there's I don't really no like dance it. to this song. <laughs> yeah, I can't do the Humpty Hump to this. There's so. no synchronized dance but, at the club for this. But there's, like, this specific type of head from, like, the 90s and 2000s where, like, Whatever the new trend is, so like for example, the new trend is mumble rap. So every rapper they don't like is a mumble rapper. Yeah. And like they'll say like Lil Yachty's a mumble rapper. And I'm like, you can or Lil Uzi Vert's a mumble rapper. XX Tasia, these guys aren't mumble rappers. You can hear exactly what they're saying. They just rap yeah. in a different way. And like I said, guys like Twenty One Savage are mumble rappers. Twenty one like, Savage, Young Thug, Future. So the point I'm making is like they all say yeah, but they're not all mumbling. Right. You know what I mean? Yah's first off, it sounds fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a really it's a good ad lib. It's a great ad lib, yeah. And like people are so surprised, they're like, yeah. oh like I can't like this I can't believe this just came out of nowhere. Like it's not gonna last. It's like well, no, like it's been going on for years, like Chief since Keith? the 2000. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Chief Keith, yeah. he's as Danny Absolutely. Brown said, he fathered all you. Right, <laughs> he was. He and started like that whole genre of yeah. it kind of like it's like if you look at like a like you know like when you look at those charts of like evolution and it's like okay well we're not we're not exactly related mm -hmm. to you know like the you know neanderthals but we're like cousins like it's like that right. like chief keef is at like the top of the evolution <laughs> chart he's like, and like future he's like, comes 300 and then he like gets on his fucking rtv and like rides around his backyard and like blows bubbles <laughs> dude if i live chief keef's life i would literally just be on this fucking Fuck island yeah, i would be music anymore i would be like i made it i created everything for these guys and now right. they're all reaping the benefits <laughs> of my style you know what's interesting about chief keef is like so that whole era uh you know like the drill era of uh, chicago like music 2011 yeah like 2011 12 13 yeah they were all heavily using lean. Oh yeah, and you can hear it as you music. Could I mean, I'm sure like some of these new rappers do drink lean, but I think a lot of them were just influenced by the sound. Right. And so they're emulating something that was literally chemically composed. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's really funny you bring that up because I was actually just talking about this earlier today. 
like there is something to say and like every genre has their own drug that's connected to it and like i guess new sure. rap has le- like, i i guess you could say old rap has like weed and like the, there was even a pre-drug 80s era rap, rap was you know cocaine and <laughs> yeah, and, and dance fever <laughs> yeah i guess i mean i i mean it would be reflective of the times but right. but like like mdma is uh, an ecstasy is normally associated with dance like house music and techno sure. and, like whatever yeah. blah, blah, blah. and then acid is 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 like psych rock and experimental rock yeah, and like, from like heroin was like Kurt Cobain and so <laughs> and, and Joe Budden <laughs> Joe Budden <laughs> no, that's her- why I'm depressed <laughs> actually heroin started in like the 40s and the 50s with jazz music because they just oh, wanted because yeah. they wanted to just like chill out it was and very like, prevalent yeah. by the 60s I mean Janis Joplin was a fucking heroin junkie and yeah. you know so was to an extent a Jim Morrison and guys like oh, that yeah. they all did heroin well, he died he died of heroin overdose yeah yeah and yeah. he also died because he drank himself into oblivion or did he die dude stay yeah. woke no, he was a, he's, he's um, living in Paris dude he fucking he's off the grid in one of the biggest cities in the world somehow not to get too off track but talk about <laughs> fucking psychopaths that dude is yeah like, if you read anything on him he is fucking oh, about, nuts about man. the time that he like showed up to his girlfriend's house with a knife when he was tripping on LSD he did that Jim Morrison went to a bar one time and was like, if I were to break the mirror behind – he was talking to the bartender. He's like, you see the mirror behind you? The guy goes, yeah. He's like, if I were to break that and cut your throat open, what do you think would happen? Like he was fucking You nuts. never hear about that, which is funny because you always hear about – and I don't know if it's like a black and white thing, but you always hear about like – and also we live in an age where like media is much more prevalent in terms of like how we receive shit, but like – you heard about fucking everything. Obviously, Michael Jackson. Obviously, oh, yeah. R. Kelly. Obviously, this whole new thing I mean, with XXX Tentacion, which is right. a whole other thing. Well, and they're just kind of like they're all fucked up people. They're just like true, if damned you believe what by, happened that they did. Yeah. You know what they did actually happened. Sure, it's all fucked up, but like, I mean, like, like I just said, the guy, the people like making music, and not all of them. Like, I think, you know, to an extent, like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles weren't as poorly behaved as someone like Jim Morrison or right. like someone like Janis Joplin and you know they're dead that for a reason of, right yeah. <laughs> that we that we know of i mean there's such Keith giant Richards figures that like they kind of shit. are they're idolized and like they're put on a pedestal yeah. right they're yeah. immortalized yeah. but you don't hear too much about that type of stuff and like rock and roll was Raw. Far more reckless, yeah, than hip hop and sex and, drugs, the rock and roll, dude. Like it, it was, was built on nuts. that. I mean, yeah. and even more so, hair metal in the eighties, like yeah. bands like Poison, they were fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. yeah. Nick Swartzen has a joke about how he's like, I always feel like like such a bitch when I watch those documentaries because I'm like. Yeah, I drank like a fifth of Jack Daniels the other night, and then he's like, "Then I'll watch a documentary, and I'll be like, Nikki Six took heroin through a garden hose." He's like, "Okay." Yeah, in that book, right? He has like that book where he talks about every drug he ever did. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! All of those guys are absolutely insane. And it's funny that you brought up the lean thing because to kind of bring it full circle is like, it's 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 kind of like a chicken and egg thing. You know what I mean? Like, did drill music did that did that um, come from lean or? was lean, lean a yeah. product of well, drill music and even dating back to like the 90s and 2000s with like UGK and and cough oh, yeah. syrup yeah like, I mean sipping lean guys and like, like making like chopped screwed shit that, that sounds was like really the first major up on lean casualty of yeah 
you know, and, and, and poor Macklemore almost. <laughs> My guy Macklemore. Macklemore made a whole song. Macklemore about... is Pimp C, basically. <laughs> He's the new Macklemore is the new Pimp C. <laughs> yeah, please spread that. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, all seven hashtag, people listening to this. <laughs> hashtag Macklemore is the new Pimp C. Yeah. We'll use it to promote his new album, which actually has Lil Yachty on it. And the the, the, the song literally sounds like it could be the theme song to a cartoon. Uh, dude, I speaking of lean it's called Marmalade. <laughs> speaking of lean, so like Brandon Ward. Uh, you know, I don't know if everyone on this podcast yeah, knows him. He's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a Twitter personality. He's a yeah. stand-up comedian. He has a bit where he's like – he interviews um, Frito Santana from uh, – Oh, my God. Yeah, so he was, he was going to do this thing for Vice like where he did rap interviews. It fell through. It was like a pilot. And he's interviewing Frito Santana, and Frito Santana's like, man, like I've been drinking so much lean. Like it's been hurting my stomach. And like <laughs> Brandon Wardell goes, maybe you should try it with Sprite Zero. <laughs> And no idea it was a joke and was like, nah, nah, that shit tastes weird. <laughs> he had no idea. Like he's he was like so zon- it was like ironic. He's so zonked out like, on like like diet lean, lean zero. <laughs> yeah, dude. Someone, um, someone make a photo shot. You were saying I'll just make when the you used to listen to like Lil Wayne in the mid two thousands, you had no idea that lean was. Sp- like when he talked about oh, gonna let my sprite is the tank. Dude, I had no fucking clue. You were like, oh, he just likes sprite remix. I was like, I was like, well, where the heck is he getting that? That looks incredible. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I love theme sprite. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> holiday theme sprite. It must be something they have in Europe because you know it's so fancy. Uh, speaking of oh, holy man, fucking what a, shit, dude. what a verse, by the way. That's an awesome verse. What song is that? We take it over. Oh yeah, it's a dude. fucking great verse, dude. dude. Wayne has some fucking historically good verses. Yeah, and I think I think just for the listeners, we probably will talk about Lil Wayne from time to time. Like he's, I, we both really <laughs> like Lil Wayne. Not necessarily everything in his catalog, but like at his prime, some moments, yeah, he was fucking awesome. He dude. had some real fucking, uh, and I really do feel like first he, two Carters, the mixtape era, like, yeah, incredible, he, Hot he, Boys, unbelievable. Dude. I really, it, it's funny to me because. When you talk about the turning point, like with Kanye and his discography, like for us, we always liked Kanye. Like I was a huge Kanye fan growing up, but Mm -hmm. like what really got me to like be obsessed with Kanye was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy on Yeezus. Yeah, I think a lot of people our age that are at least huge Kanye fans would agree with you, right? And and to me, it was Lil Wayne kind of had the opposite effect, where it was like that. I was actually I hated Lil Wayne when I was growing up, and then yeah, I couldn't stand him. And then over the years, he grew on me, and now it's like that. Carter 1 era, Carter 2, that mixtape era, and then Carter 3 was the turning point where he just completely lost me because he became like almost like this commercial like and he right. still had good verses from no, time to time. There was good verses, but it was it felt very bubblegummy and it yeah. felt it felt like so contrived and just like he was trying to make something that whatever. Like yeah. So he like the going back, like <laughs> I remember I must have been this was probably like five years ago when I really started to get back into when I really started to get into, into Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Like because I never really was and I remember I was just like Lil had Wayne. like B T like on or some shit. And uh Go DJ, the the video for Go DJ yeah. came on and I was like Whoa! Like this song's fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> and, like I'd heard it probably a hundred times. It just clicked. Yeah. And then I go back in his discography, like all the way back to like you know Hot Boys and like all that shit. When was... he was like eleven, right? <laughs> and he was good. Yeah. And, and Birdman. Did you ever hear that story about Birdman? 
Nah. Oh, Birdman, when he was 11 years old. First off, Birdman is like a fucking <laughs> pedophile, dude. Like, he literally, he is, not only is he like a bad person because of everything that, that he did to fuck so, over Lil Wayne. Right. But like, and like withholding all his money from him and whatever, blah, blah, When he, he scarred Lil Wayne for life, dude. When he was 11 years old, he had a grown woman give Lil Wayne oral sex. <laughs> he made, like he, like, tried to, like <laughs> give him oral sex. Like, dude, an 11-year-old getting, okay, it's one thing if you're, uh, Fucking oh, man, another eleven-year-old, but it's another thing if like a thirty-year-old woman is sucking yeah. eleven-year-old's dick. He's like, nah, motherfucker, this isn't fucked up. This is hip hop. <laughs> he is that old head that's like, if you don't get a blowjob when you're eleven from a thirty-year-old, you don't. You're not real hip hop, dude. He's like, let me blow this cocaine in your ass, pussy. <laughs> He's like, you're going to be a star. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, honestly disturbing. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, weird, petty shit that we probably <laughs> shouldn't be talking about. Right. God, I'm just, I just have so many we just little... We just lost all our sponsors. I just got an email <laughs> update. We have lost all of our spon sponsors. Even uh, Fleshlight? Oh, yeah. Fleshlight, Fleshlight is dropped us. Yeah, shit. Kids R Us dropped us. Amazon? No. Uh, I was going to say, they're no, still, Am they still advertise on Breitbart. So Amazon. Sure that's fucking bold. <laughs> yeah. They're like, NaziApologist.com yeah. will refuse it. They're they're like, Amazon like, refused to pull their sponsorship from their website. They're like, well, well do they have people that read their website? Yes. Well, we're not going to take our stuff down. That's bad marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lord Jeff Bezos is not going to take down any marketing. No. He's just going to have everyone pray at, at his feet. And yeah. He's, but yeah, anyway, we'll ne probably never be able to get a sponsor because we just talked about I'm sure. I feel like the majority of this podcast is just going to be as it grows over time is just going to be us riffing about shit and then I'm just going to bring up like did you know that in 1994 <laughs> Danny Brown was in a correctional facility and like, they're like yeah. what is this guy like fucking rain man of, of hip hop but yeah I my brain is just filled with with a bunch of useless trivial knowledge I know when we were talking about Kanye like a few minutes ago I was thinking about like this like we're not going to go into it just because it's going to go off on an entirely different tangent but like just how like Big Sean basically like followed him around and like held his hand in like a parking garage and like he's like please make, me, please make me famous Mr. Kanye <laughs> <laughs> I swear I got bars. <laughs> and he just kept rapping for him and rapping for him. And Kanye was like being held hostage. Like, Jesus Christ. Kanye's like, Jesus Christ, I'll send you a beat. I miss, I miss my family. <laughs> Please let me go. Mr. Oh Little Big Sean. Speaking of Kanye and things that we shouldn't care about, um, recently the, shouldn't care the, about the, the beef of the century has been reignited. Uh Kanye versus T Swift was just re the we saw you know the fire funny? was dead. You know it's funny. That's like we're joking. The beef of the century it probably is. It is. I genuinely <laughs> think it's better than any rap beef from this decade because oh, people don't beef Remy anymore. Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj, like fuck out of no, here. Like, Nicki Minaj didn't even like respond. <laughs> Who the fuck is Remy Ma? You know what I mean? I'm not even trying to be she mean. Was, dude, come on. She was on lead I'm back. Not, Mrs. Ma, I'm sorry that, I, that I'm you know not being fair to your career, but. In in retrospect, Fuck off. was Lean Back uh, like prophetic? Like, was it like, yeah, was right? it like, because Lean was back, dude. Yeah, Lean. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Stay woke. We're dude, like, this is the Triluminati. We, we need to get the fuck back in our bunker and start writing more conspiracies. Yeah, seriously. Keep that third we, eye open. We record from a bunker in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, uh, so about a week ago, Taylor Swift came out with uh, – 
her new travesty of a song where she basically comes at Kanye's throat. And we actually – we do have a theory about this. I brought it up to Matt before the show, and I'm I'm interested to hear so, – so in the song, she – what did she say? What were the lyrics like? I hate Shit. you and the games you play. Yeah. I hate your tilted stage. It's – Which was – For which, more or less, yeah, that's it. Yeah, which <laughs> – Matt was like, oh, like from the Life of Pablo tour, like he had that stage. And I was like, wait, that was not a tilted stage, though. That was a floating stage. Right, and so. a floating stage is different. Okay, those are two two words that you would, she would not get confused. Like yeah, tilted, tilted stage <laughs> versus floating stage. Yeah, they're not stage. synonymous. Like they're, they're not synonymous. And I saw Kanye at Humble Rag here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been allowed to see Kanye. I paid $100 to go see Kanye West and Kendrick Lamar at Madison Square Garden in 2013. Glorious so combo. It might have been 2014, but no, no, it was 2013. It was November 2013. And so this was four years ago. Uh, Kanye performed, and at one point in the show, and this is why I actually, now that I'm bringing this up, okay, so... There was a part in the concert where Kanye, it was actually amazing. At the he would he performed Power, and as Power, when he performed Power, he would walk that's towards the front. That's your favorite track his, on uh, my beautiful dark that's, twist. That's right. my favorite. That's probably my top five favorite Kanye yeah. songs. But yeah, so he at during that song, he walks to the front of the stage, and the stage becomes like starts to tilt upward mm -hmm. and then he's standing at like the peak of it so if he moves back any any like a step mm -hmm. he falls he'll just completely fall off the stage because it tilts up all the way to the peak right okay hold on hold on and then coldest winter comes on which is the song about his mom dying right yeah 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 and he then grabs onto the the stage because then the stage is up like this and he grabs right. onto it, and then snowflakes start to fall. A single beam of – it was art. Single just beam of light <laughs> yeah, comes like, down from the ceiling, and, and there are just snowflakes fall on him. And he's singing Coldest Winter about his mom dying and whatever. <laughs> and now that I say this, I'm thinking about this whole conspiracy theory right. that Taylor Swift is going to release the album on – the 10 year anniversary of Kanye's mom's death which we think is total <sighs> no i know it's like such a like it's such a like Petty. reddit just like <laughs> super hardcore like conspiracy i didn't go to work for 3 weeks because the yeah, song exactly is, you're like yeah. piecing things together you're like wait a minute kanye's mom died on november like, 10th uh, 2007 and it's like this it's like the scene in uh in a beautiful mind when when uh when John, John Nash, Nash is like has yeah. all the papers, like yeah, it's like Charlie. From the yeah, the, for anyone that didn't see a Beautiful Mind, which is probably ninety percent of you, it's Charlie and always yeah, sunny. Yeah, exactly. That's the meme that that I think of. But right. Yeah. The the whole Taylor Swift thing, like it. So in the tilted stage. So my what my my thought process here is that she definitely wrote that song like three or four years yeah, ago. I, I think of any of like the, like, you know, just the conspiracies or just like the potential things that could have been that like, we're like passing around as we're talking about this. That's the most likely. Yeah. That she wrote it. Like this three or four was years a ago, Jesus. And diss. then she was like, he's not going to diss me anymore. No, and then he made, then he made, I made that bitch famous. Yeah. And then he had the line about how he won. He, he made her famous, yeah. which, which is funny because she was already like oh, incredibly she was, famous. She was huge. Like, yeah, she was huge. Kanye's, like, Kanye's ego is so and big. And she's definitely he, more famous than Kanye. He, obviously, his music has more artistic value. You know, and you know what's funny is like Kanye's ego is so big, he refuses to believe that she yeah, was famous at yeah. that point. He's like, no. Me jumping she was up for biggest female artist. Like, she was huge. At the VMAs, yeah. Which, uh, uh, Kanye, God bless that, man. He's, a little side 
sidebar, uh, Young Thug won a VMA the other day, and no one told him. What? He won a VMA, and he just didn't know. He didn't go, I guess. Yeah, like, <laughs> just so we know, like, we're not, like, we're, like, Porter is being just a very good podcast host, and, like, he's watching the VMAs solely to, No, like... no, no, I didn't watch it. I saw it on Reddit. Oh, okay. I thought you... Yeah. When you told no, me that, I, I never thought you, like, really VMAs. sat the fuck down and, no. like, and let that shit happen. No, I just learned about everything the next day on Reddit. Like, yeah. I saw Logic perform. That's a, that's a pretty... And, that's like... a safe space to learn things you don't want to know about. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe... I don't... I actually don't believe in the VMAs. VMAs, dude. They're, yeah, I'm, I'm above. I'm the morally VMAs, opposed dude. to the VMAs. Uh, I, I believe that like we should have no award ceremonies. I don't think we. I think they're sanctimonious. I think that we're above this celebrity culture. Yeah, now, this is just going to be a manifesto. Yeah, now like the MTV Movie Awards, fucking dope. <laughs> that is truly like artistic value to me. Like t- Twilight winning seventy four <laughs> awards in a row. Like that is show us the picture of Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) He doesn't have a shirt on in that picture. Show it to us. It actually could kind of come full circle with the Twilight comment because Taylor Swift is the Twilight of music. (laughs) She really is. She's she's the she's the North Star. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Stay woke. Yeah. Third eye wide open. But yeah. So basically, Kanye reignited everything last year on Famous by saying, "I made that bitch famous." Talking about, I I think me and Taylor might still have sex. I made that bitch famous but taylor swift has clearly but this has clearly been like bubbling under the surface for years yeah and like really what other rap beef this decade could even come there aren't rap beefs anymore i mean there are no rap beefs i think yeah there first off there aren't this is like you said the best beef and i think that the only way this can end is kanye west releasing a sex tape of him having sex with a taylor swift (laughs) doppelganger So well, the, the famous video is basically is that it's like George Bush. It's like everyone who's had such a weird video. It's, dude. it's everyone who's had like some effect on Kanye's career in bed with Kanye and Kim. Kanye's like that dude, like in school, like in high school, that like you're just like, no, that didn't happen. He's like, yes, it did. <laughs> like everyone's like, no, no. He's like, nah. <laughs> you know, he's like such a troll. Dude. Refuses to believe reality. Yeah. But yeah, so what we're trying to say is seal of approval here. Taylor Swift, Kanye West, biggest rap beef. Can't wait to see what Kanye's response is to this. It's, it's going to be incredible. I, ho- I hope it just keeps going and it just never ends. I love when they ask, like, like the. luckily, we, I have a girlfriend. It's cool. Whoa. Yeah, I know, right? Um, except for when I listen to Frank Ocean. But anywho, um, <laughs> I have a girlfriend and, like, she's like, you know, obviously every girl in, like, their early 20s or whatever loves the Kardashians. And so, yeah, like, so does my girlfriend. Yeah, so just, right. So just, like, I hear quotes from, like, Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you'll hear, like, so, like, I, you know, heard, like, what she, every time she, like, says something about Taylor Swift, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> she just, like, sounds, like, actually upset. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe she would say that. Like, she's disrespecting my husband. It's like, who fucking cares? Dude, these you people know? are, like, they are so, they, those three specifically, Kanye, Kim, and Taylor Swift, have re- reached a level of celebrity that they're not even real people. <laughs> no, like, they're so fucking. They're just—they're like almost like deities. Kanye like, changes his accent like 
every three weeks now. It's insane. <laughs> he, he, remember that brief period of time where he sounded like a British guy? He sounded like a British guy. When he first started like going on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, he sounded like a white guy. It was so weird. Yeah, he somehow had like uh, 20 different vernaculars over the course of like 10 years. And then remember like when he was like right around Jesus, he was like, I'm on that goose right now. And like he only spoke like that for like a year. No, 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 no. The Jesus era, he kind of had that British. Image. Yeah, no, he did have that British a thing. A little bit. But I remember for like a few months, it was like every time I heard a Kanye video, like he wasn't even talking. He was just like being very loud. <laughs> like he was just like audibly like frustrated, but like, just having a normal conversation. Cut. Oh, yeah. The, like when he went on like Jimmy Kimmel. And yeah, yeah. That was when he screamed at Sway. Right. Yeah. He went on this like fucking rampage where like it would come out of nowhere. I was like, the fuck is going on with Dude, this guy? Ever, I swear to God that Kanye, well, he, first off, he definitely has multiple personality the British thing was, mind you, fucking hilarious. Was absolutely hilarious. But um, like, Kanye, is, Kanye is the only rapper that for every album he drops, he not only has a different sense of style, a different look every time. He always he, remember he had like he had like the like different. He would wear different clothes during every mm -hmm. era. But he also becomes a completely different person. Oh like, yeah. And dude, it's almost like an ongoing performance art at this point. Think about Jesus and being like this like really disruptive dude. I'm, it's just dawning on me now. The, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy thing was like he was like so he stayed out of the spotlight. Like he was just completely invested in his art. Jesus, he would go on talk shows and oh on, yeah, he was like me, way out there. He'd get himself riled he, yeah, up. He would just fucking lose his mind. He like allows his his character who he is but, as a character to like dictate or like not to dictate, but like that's what drives the sound of his album, right? Which is fucking. First off, it's incredible that he's able to do that. Yeah. He's a method actor who does music. Who does music. That's exactly what Kanye is. There's never been a method. Like, he's literally method acting. And it's, it's like, I'm a, outside of maybe David Bowie, but it doesn't. Yeah. But Bowie didn't go as far as right. putting it into the press circuit. So Bowie, it's like, Bowie so was think like. Think about it like this. Also, Life of Pablo. Right. If you listen to that album, it sounds like a schizophrenic made It does. Album. It's so fucking all over the place. And mind you, we both really like I Life love of that Pablo. album, but, but thematically and the mm. way that it almost sounds like a DJ set at times. It's and insane. then it sounds like a like a really serious like has elements of all of his different music from over the years. It's, it is like a, it's like a conglomeration. Like it's incredible how like he was able to, like you said, he grabs from every piece. When you hear like a, a song like Famous and then like a song like Wolves, it's like how the fuck is this on the same album? And it starts with Ultra Light Beat, right? Which, which is, is like, like so first three album Kanye. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. And and also think about this on the tour for that. He loses his mind, and he has to shut down the whole tour. He goes into rehab because he's lost his mind, just like he did on the album. Right. You know what I was just thinking about, like, sidebar, like, about Kanye? You're the, you brought up the British accent thing. I can absolutely imagine, like, you know how he got really into fashion probably, like, yeah. five years ago? He Europe went to Europe shit. one time, yeah. comes back, and he's like, they'll take me more seriously if I have a British accent. <laughs> Like, like two years from now, he's just going to be wearing a French beret and, like, smoking cigs and scoffing at Americans. <laughs> he's, he's, like that, he's like that girl that her junior year of college goes to Europe for a semester abroad, and he comes back, and he's like, oh, I was in Barcelona. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Barcelona. <laughs> and he starts calling – they go to England, and they start calling cigarettes fags. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, I was in La Madalena. <laughs> it's like – Italians don't talk go, like that. Go Fuck yourself. Go to Europe once. <laughs> yeah, go to Europe once. Most cultured motherfucker ever. Yeah, seriously. All right, so um, just to wrap up, this is going to be our first – this is actually connected to Kanye. 
quick little segue here. This is going to be our first like branded segment that we're going to do like continuously mm-hmm. on the podcast. And it's something that I stole from Reddit because I'm um, a, you know, fucking uncreative hack. We're, we are leeches. And <laughs> we're, we're leeches. We just want, can you just give us money? Like, yeah, we exactly. just want sponsors. <laughs> That's all we need, dude. Just reach out to hit up, slide into those mm-hmm. Twitter DMs at Trilladelphian. I'm just like Caillou. I'm just a kid that's poor. <laughs> I'm just a kid I'm just poor. a kid who's poor. poor. <laughs> yeah. So um, the the uh, the first like hashtag branded content thing that we're gonna do here is um, we're gonna go back into like so think about like early internet days, which would have been like ninety six, ninety seven. Going back into those forums and see what they have to say about albums when they first dropped and, like, beefs that were happening, like Tupac and Biggie and whatever. The first one we're going to do is Kanye, even though it was a little bit later. It was 2004. We're going to – I'm just going to read – Matt has never heard these before. Yeah, I'm I've really read them, excited. <laughs> and I'm going to read three different comments that were posted on Reddit, um, and they're from, like, old threads that used to be on Google back in the day right. where they were just talking about, like, hip-hop and shit. Oh, and, so someone unearthed them and put them on Reddit? Yeah, like yeah. Google later. still has them on, like, a archive section. Okay, yeah. So, so you can actually still find them. It's actually kind of funny to see, God like, the shitty fucking bless the internet. You're never safe. For it, this, I know Matt's going to love this because this is going to be, like, it's, it's just going to be great. But, all right, so I'll read the first the, – the, the, uh, the headline for this one is Kanye is overrated – but hold on, with just one R. There isn't two R's, it's just overrated. Like, it just goes right in. Overrated? Uh, overrated. Kanye is overrated. Uh, okay, this is the comment. Am I the only one bored by the Kanye album? Imagine being in 2004 and being bored by the college dropout. Yeah, I don't... Uh, <laughs> okay. Eat fucking dust, dude. The, who is this person? But it just proves that everyone has always been shitty, and it's not just a new thing. Like, it's... The internet definitely amplifies it, but there were always these pretentious fucking there- there have always been pretentious fuck faces, yeah. and there has always been trolls, and they will exist for eternity. Exactly. Uh, and then it says, am I the only one who was bored by the Black Album? That's the second line, which has nothing to do with Kanye West's overrated, <laughs> even though he, he only made like two beats on that album, I think. Right. And also, sidebar, not many people are bored by the Black Album either. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's actually a pretty good one album. of like, the best albums in the last 25 years. <laughs> I don't know. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start. Yeah. Okay. So those two. And then he goes, am I the only one annoyed as fuck? This is great. That everybody acts like listening to these albums is mandatory. Like someone is strapping this person uh, to a chair, taping headphones onto them and making them listen to this album. Uh, I'm like, I'm like projectile vomiting <laughs> right now. Okay. The ne- the next line is uh, just don't listen to it. Whenever an album gets too much critical acclaim, I don't even listen to it. I've never listened to 50 Cent's albums. I haven't heard Kanye West, and I haven't listened to a Jay-Z album since his second. That's you said someone... this was 2004, right? Yeah, someone just Dude, commented the on there. what fuck were you listening to? <laughs> I'm really into Fall Out Boy and yeah, My Chemical Boy. Romance and, like... Yeah, I, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like... Dude, those were like the biggest stars in the These music world. These people are absolutely insufferable. Okay, so uh, that is so next, hipstery next and garbage. Says, I honestly don't even don't even see what makes 50 Cent or Jay-Z so great. 50 Cent is mediocre at best, and Jay-Z has name recognition, so people just automatically play it whenever he puts out music because he's the biggest rapper out. Meanwhile, keep in mind, this is 2004, so in the past five years, Jay-Z had released The Blueprint right. and yeah. The Black Album. 
And I think Volume 2 as well. Like, he's he released a lot of fucking... No, Volume 2 was 98. So that would have been like six or ah, seven. Okay, but yeah, still, yeah. like... Regardless, he had a great, great album. Right, he had a really nice run. <laughs> yeah, and he was on top of the fucking world at the time. He had that collab album with R. Kelly. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyway, so... He he, he met up with Linkin Park. That was later, <laughs> no, dude. That was 2006. Yeah, he hadn't so. evolved yet. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't on that level of artist yet. Yeah, but, uh, but no, so he... This guy continues to go, um, so I ended at, uh, because he's the biggest rapper out, they both, to me, have limited range of topics, 50 Cent and Jay-Z. I don't disagree with that, which which makes them extremely boring. Uh, sure, Even though, like, like whatever. If you're listening to Jay-Z and, and 50 Cent because of the topics that they're rapping about, like, who can relate to a 50 Cent song outside of, like, people who grew up in gangs? That's like, probably a topic we'll go into, like... People that like specifically damn music or like shit on music because only of the lyric, like they only pay attention to the lyrical content. It's yeah. like, it's music. You know what I mean? I'm not listening to a fucking audio book. Yeah. Like or you, even a movie. That's, that was like, so my many... biggest problem is like with, with music heads that are like, how can you, you're a white kid from the suburbs. How can you listen to hip hop? And I'm like, do you like the Godfather? And they're like, yeah, I love the Godfather. And then I'm like, can you relate to the Godfather? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's a piece of art, dude. Like yeah, it reflects you, that person's you, struggle. You you like the Lion King? <laughs> you're not a cartoon lion. <laughs> you don't look like Mufasa. To me. Yeah, you're not Mufasa, bitch. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So yeah, you're anyway, like talking to a five year old. <laughs> yeah, he said they're cool for playing at a party, but that's about it. It's not just because they are commercial either. Because I like some commercial artists. Wait for it. Wait for it. Like Eminem and Ludacris. Oh, my <laughs> this guy, God. This guy just said, I think that they have a limited range of topics. Anyway, I like the rapper who raps about beating his mom and killing his wife. And then the one who has hoes in different area codes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm a globetrotter, so I can only relate to music like, um, you know, Ludacris and when he raps about chicken and beer. And like, don't get me wrong. Ludacris had some hits back in the day. Dude, I mean, like, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't think songs like Roll Out when and, I was like, 14. and like The Potion, like. They were fucking cool he like when growing shit. up. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, his music has aged so incredibly poorly, and so has Eminem's. Yeah, I mean... Whereas well, Jay-Z's and 50 Cent have probably stood the test well, of time a little bit better. I'm going to guess we're probably going to get into Eminem at some point on this we podcast. Will. We'll wait for that. We have a lot of... We have varying <laughs> opinions on Eminem. But, sure. Um, yeah. Oh, and also, the last thing on this comment was, I was hoping Kanye would come with it, but those beats didn't really move me. I'm not missing anything then, someone else said. So that was that was how they ended it. The beats on College Dropout didn't move this guy. <sighs> Two words. Through the wire. Through the wire was a beat on there. Yeah, I just I just like saw I have never like sighed before. <laughs> I didn't think that was a real thing. Get him high. <sighs> just terrible. <laughs> terrible beat. Uh, that I mean, it's funny, like it, it almost goes hand in hand with like so the internet was like such it's such a you know elementary and early stage and i guess so were like the thought process of commenters <laughs> basically all i <laughs> well, said they was really evolved yeah then. no they haven't like they found like more creative ways to shit on stuff yeah. this guy's basically like they ain't dope they they're just commercial <laughs> the beats suck uh i like ludicrous oh <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, this one i actually think they even get better somehow there there are two that we're going to read that kind of just show you the range of, of of commenters from this era uh someone said 
I can't, okay, I can't agree more, Al- although the songs I missed from The Advance, The Advance was the mixtape he put out right before College Dropout, are <laughs> right. Good, Bad, and Ugly, which is a good song, Home, which he then used later yeah. on uh, on Graduation, graduation right? which yeah. he remixed and made with uh, Chris Martin from yeah. Coldplay, and My Way, which he put on Late Registration, that right, had My right, Way right, Home, right. and he had Common Rap over it. So he did use those eventually. Um, it was just common. Like yeah. That's a very normal thing for for new artists to do. They... Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of from the era where like people would release music on like a mixtape, and then like a few albums later you might hear it, or like the first right, album like, Listen to the it. Eminem EP, yeah. which came Came right before Slim Eminem, LP. And, yeah. and it is like I mean, it's essentially very similar albums. Like, right. oh, some of the songs are the same. Yeah. yeah. Whereas nowadays, people kind of look at it unless you had like one hit single that you're putting on for because it will boost your numbers because it's getting streaming right. things on there. Like uh, the the majority of albums are like their own individual body of work. Right. And I think like not to we're, this is the last thing I'll say on this. Like not to get too far off topic, but like it's you know it's essentially. Um, like back then, it was, your mixtapes weren't making you money. Now, like early yeah. music, you can make money. You can get famous on the internet. So, like guys like Eminem re-recorded a lot of stuff that was really good, yeah, at better quality that nobody had heard yet. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's pretty rare that you even ever see that nowadays. But there back be... then, it was it, it right. did happen. Yeah. But so anyways, yeah. Someone said the the omission of keep the receipt and heavy hitters is welcome. Actually, I wish they forgot about workout plan as well. Actually, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I this guy's kind of kind of yeah. spot on with that. Workout plan's <laughs> definitely the le- the lamest song on the whole album. Not a big. I mean, it is funny, and it kind of foreshadows for that, like that Eminem style, and like, like, uh, and like, what is more popular now? Having like more character to your rap, but that song just never really does. It's pretty fucking. It's pretty bad, but yeah, for a Kanye (laughs) album, like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. The album just isn't lyrically or musically coherent to me, nor does it embody the energy that Kanye. that Kanye that so many others swear he possesses, which I don't even know what the diary of a sentence that was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this album just isn't lyrically or musically. Co- okay, lyrically, he thinks College Dropout is not coherent. Uh, it's. I, I think it. That's I think it might be his best lyrical album. Yeah, and I also think it's probably his most coherent. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, well, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. You could probably yeah. argue from. No, a that's coherent. coherent that's but like, because that's like a perfect. But like compared to the other th- first three. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really coherent and yeah. it's very lyrically, you know, sound and yeah, and and, and also like think about how many fucking quotable lines that come from the college dropout. Mayonnaise color bends. I push miracle whips. Yeah, that's a fucking incredible like, line. I woke up early on. Uh, I woke up early this morning with a new state of mind, a creative way to rhyme without using nines and guns. Like yeah, like there's so many. No, kids, the chorus. To, that's the, one the of the most quotable track, Kanye albums. Dude, that has like all falls down. Uh, the prettiest people do the ugliest things for the sure, world of riches I mean, and diamond rings. Like I could go all day with quotables from that album. Couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. Like that is such a uh, great like people just you line. just remember that was that. a hit song. Just like you, you regardless, yeah, it's a great <laughs> lyrical album. I can't believe that fucking shit stain said it wasn't. <laughs> we don't like you. <laughs> Fucking asshole, you ruined my night. And this actually kind of brings the episode full circle, this next line. Right. Because it's exactly what you were talking about with Lil Yachty when he's in the interview. And it's like almost like it's this, this crazy thing where he goes – this guy's comment was, Kanye's arrogance is off-putting because it's undeserved and transparent. <sighs> 
It's exactly what we were talking about. Like, you haven't paid your dues. Uh, Keep in mind, Kanye that, had that been making is... beats for rappers for, like, six years at this point. Right. That's – you can credit that to, like, the 90s and how, like – I mean, it did – the old the, yeah, Hip-hop, you know, not to get too off topic, but, like, hip-hop comes from, like, this, like the world of ciphering and the world of, like, outdoing and, right. like – so, yeah, sure. Like, guys like – Guys like you know B.I.G. and like Pac and like those guys, they had they had to like rise in the ranks. Like you couldn't just come out of nowhere. But it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? I don't really have anything pretty else much, to say. Pretty much just shut up. Like Jesus Christ. Like, like, just let let him fucking let him live. be a character. Let him like yeah. Because considering after Pac and Big died, how much fucking rap was struggling and oh, how yeah. Kanye and like you know to an extent Jay Z and Eminem. Saved, there were some guys. Yeah, DMX. Yeah, there like, were some guys that. We'll had talk the, about Outkast yeah. and Stankonia, but like yeah. So like a guy like Kanye really saved the genre. Yeah, like exactly. Like, and shut kind of the fuck up. Reinvigorated it and and like creating taking this old. This old sound and making it sound so new mm -hmm. and fresh, and it's—I mean, it's just—he kind of did what, like, I mean, like uh, Slug from Atmosphere, like, which came out a little. Uh, he dropped, uh, fuck, what the hell is God this? Loves ugly. God loves ugly, right. like a little before college dropout, and like he was one of the first rappers to really get into his feelings. Yeah, not like Eminem where it's fantasy, but like, yeah. So he kind of grabs from that, but Kanye was the first one to popularize it. Right, exactly. And then, so the next line was, "It's a shit album." Hold on. So he's calling the college dropout, which is. Arguably one of the best albums from the past yeah. 20 years, a shit album. And then he says, I'm enjoying the Young Guns album more than this. <laughs> young Chris, dude. You know what's wild? I had, to, I had to really think about who the Young, the young guns, guns were for a second. Rockefeller Records, baby. We get down, baby. We get down. That's, 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 a, that's a tight song. That's a dope song, but like, what, but do you what know the any other song? Yeah, they're, a, they're, they're a single group, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like they had one hot song, yeah. and he said just basically, which which should be an indicator of, of my distaste for Kanye's freshman effort so he you basically know ironic about a, that a forgettable was like, young guns album is better than one of the best albums for the past 25 years you know what's ironic about that is like he's like talking up young guns and like really that was like that 2004 was like the death of groups like young guns and the birth of of someone like kanye that's a perfect yeah that's like, a perfect they were both like at this at, at that exact period of time going in opposite directions Absolutely. in terms of popularity and like intrigue all, yeah all those like kind of like flash in the pan type groups started to die out and then around like t you know you really started around the turn of i guess this century yeah you started to get or century i'm sorry decade you started to get like m like what was really like the the product of an yeah. artist like kanye i mean like out around then granted if if can't stop won't stop comes on in the car i have like a near seizure oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh my fucking god my shit in fucking ninth grade dude <laughs> Right. I grinded with so many girls at school <laughs> dances to this song. Shout out to young Chris. Um, so, all right. So this one is just kind of funny. I just wanted to read it because it right. was just, it was actually someone who knew Kanye when the album came, like he had known him from back in the day. So then he went on here. He wrote, wow, I met Kanye back in 92, 93, telemarketing after school. And every day we freestyle <laughs> and dumb, dumb out on our little freshman Bullshit ass ten minute break. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the beat game was nice even back then, and I was happy for the god when he got on. But I'd have never dreamt he'd have this album inside of him. I don't get thrilled too easily, but goddamn, dog in all caps, put it down <laughs> on some album of the year in February type shit. I'm saying it now. Other than pr 
pretty Tony, Doom, maybe. Not much else is fucking with this. All year, Spaceship is just dot, 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 look. Yeah. This album will, <laughs> this album is all cats will be talking about till at least the summer. That's so funny because that's such a good way to like f- phrase it. Spaceship is just dot, 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 look. <laughs> like he doesn't even know what to say. He's like, and, Amazing. And that comment was influenced by Eminem's hit single, Stan. <laughs> like, I'm imagining, actually, like... Someone used the term Stan. This was in 2004, and I saw another... You know that's in the dictionary, right? Yeah, now it's in the... Di- Which the hip-hop has come so fucking far, cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Bling Bling, which I remember when that was added, like, 10 years ago, and I was like, that's right. fucking hilarious. All right, so... Uh, and then someone... This guy wrote... This guy fucking called it, dude. He wrote, this dude is about to be huge. Amazing. And I knew him way back when. And then he wrote, College dropout, five guns up. Y'all need to cop this. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, in plastic, next Tuesday, cop three of them. This dude is changing the game. Kanyezy, you did it again. You're a genius. Oh, and then he said, uh, this is the last little tidbit I wanted to say before we kind of wrap up this whole conversation. Oh, and Bernie Mac is fucking hilarious. All the skits are winners. <laughs> Do you, you know, didn't I tell you this? Nah, I don't know. It. It's not Bernie Mac on the album. It's oh, got, really? Isn't your mind fucking blown right now? Dude? No, I just like, oh, that, yeah, I'm going to have to re-listen it's to that album. It's the comedian D-Ray Davis. It sounds so much like He's Bernie Mac. He's doing a Bernie Mac impersonation. I guess Bernie Mac didn't want to do the it album. Was like, it was like when Macklemore, like, on uh, on the heist was just like... Yeah, hi. That was my and and I still live. I still live at home. I I'm depressed. Um, <laughs> um, I have a bedtime. No, uh, it's like in the heist, like how like Macklemore was like basically like making choruses, like sounding like more famous artists than he could afford. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what get, I mean. Like, he couldn't get. Like, I'm gonna pop. Legend, yeah, so like he... uh, on on thrift shop. Like, well, I mean, Nate Dogg's dead, but yeah. like... <laughs> he couldn't afford a, a yeah, Nate Dogg he... holiday. He couldn't afford the Nate Dogg hologram. <laughs> <laughs> fucking loser. That's why he's not popular it anymore. It is true, though. Yeah, it was very much state. in that. Same. Yeah, Kanye had him record. So I don't know if you've ever heard of a Mandela effect before. Have you ever heard of that? I, yeah. Yeah. So Mandela effect, for anyone who doesn't know, is like something that is uh, so widely believed that it just people accept it as reality. And so, like, for example, like a lot of kids from the 90s thought that Sinbad made a genie movie called Shazam, whereas mm. that movie never existed. No. It was Kazam with Shaq. Yeah. And Sinbad now was like, this movie never happened. Like, <laughs> he, like, has to, like, he's on, like, a tour. Like, right. this motherfucking movie never happened. And so he is, uh, he that the D Ray Davis thing doing the Bernie that was like my version of a Mandela effect when oh, I found absolutely. that out. No, I was like, oh my god, that's not Bernie. I always called him the Bernie Mac Kanye album, mm-hmm. late registration and college dropout. But little little tidbit of knowledge, it is actually not him. You know, it's weird though. Like Kanye was like relatively famous at that point. Like you think he could probably have gotten Bernie Mac, probably, and he's also from Chicago too. Yeah, They're both from Chicago. That's weird to me. Yeah. Like maybe maybe he had a budget for the album, and he remember, probably the album, did. The record label didn't really believe in Kanye. And you know what's crazy? And this is like we'll wrap up pretty much after this. Like uh, yeah, like you were saying. So like Jay Z, like really. I mean, this is like kind of like the majority of rap fans know this. He wasn't really looking to put him on as a rapper. Right. He wanted him. He wanted him to solely work on his beats it was it was a selfish act essentially but kanye walked in with jesus walks when talib kwali and common were in the studio and they were like holy fucking shit you're opening for us yeah and like he like (laughs) so he like he did all these weird antics on that tour but like that was like the birth of kanye as a rapper like and jay-z just was why he 
Which is why he put them on fucking get them high. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and yeah, so there's, I think there's probably always been a little bit of a rift between Kanye and Jay-Z, because Kanye's, I mean, you would say he's bigger than Jay-Z at this point. I think he is. I think, I mean, as a public figure, I think more people know who Kanye is. I think West Kanye is. just has so much more, like, musical value. Than, he has more like, musical value. He's, he's also like a cultural figure over the He's past, also like, a pop years. star to an extent. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think Jay Z. Jay Z has hasn't reached... had a big hit no. in years. He, and whenever he drops an album, it's like a huge deal. He never went as big as Con- like Kanye's had bigger hits, like stronger. Jay, do you really think Jay Z has a bigger hit than like a stronger? Yeah, dude, you you got to for- you're forgetting that Jay Z in the early 2000s, like Black Album Jay Z, dude. I guess like Dirt Off Your Shoulders, ninety nine problems. Yeah, ninety nine problems. That's is pretty like big. that's like a iconic I just think, song. I just think Kanye reached. A wider demographic. Yeah, I think I'm being. I'm probably being pretty biased. <laughs> I, I just think that Kanye has so much Fuck more you, art, artistic <laughs> merit to his music because he creates everything from start to scratch, and also it just has this lasting power that is like that. A lot right. of Jay Z albums were forgettable. Kanye treats every album like he's going to die the next day. Yeah, and uh, so. Jay, I mean Jay Z has always been the guy who record. He you know he records his verse and says, "All right, let me know when it's mixed." Yeah, exactly. That's just who he is. He's one time in the booth he's yeah i mean he's very proficient whereas kanye is more like meticulous when it comes sure to, and to, like jay-z is more in like the realm of a tupac tupac was someone that could stand in a booth for two hours and record two albums right exactly. they were fucking great whereas like, kanye said he spent like ten thousand hours working on yeah, or someone like eminem who will literally sit there and like all take day. like a day to finish like a bar uh, yeah you know exactly I mean? so um before we wrap up the podcast uh we actually have a another weirdly enough so xx Tentacion we, loved the first episode of the podcast. We are blowing he up, in. people. He called in, and now another friend of the podcast, Quavo. So about a week ago, I, I saw there was a petition online to get Quavo to do ad-libs over the national anthem. Correct. And Quavo originally wasn't really down for the idea. But close after, personal friend, close Quavo. Per, close personal friend of the podcast, Quavo, from Migos. <laughs> I reached out to him, and I basically just – just threw it out there and was like, we can premiere it on the podcast. We'll throw it on there. And this is a world premiere of, 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 of a national anthem that's so beautiful that even Colin Kaepernick could stand for this, I think. So we are going to uh, – we're going to leave you with that. And um, thank you, everybody. Thank you. And I love you. Yeah, we, we love you. <laughs> here's, here's Quavo's national anthem. See ya. Why? 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 Why?